mother's church this morning and her family thanked him. He said, raise your hand and I'll play it again. Uh, you know, I try to do that, but uh, they didn't count, okay? Uh, so, as you can tell, the followers were in Texas. It's not original with me. That's the fellow. He's the devil in the night. Like, uh, I told him he had to look at it. It's been around a long time. This is what I'm talking about, the holy love, healing power. And I just want to do a quick review of Summary of what we've learned so far. First of all, we talked about God's holy love. Uh, and it is inconceivable. God's holy love is inconceivable. It is beyond our explanation and expression. Uh, but His holy love can be experienced. We can receive it. We, can, uh, we may not be able to understand it, but we can. Breaking those chains of falsehood involves greatly protecting 
are hurt and tattered and hang up with fellow followers of Jesus. But in case you don't know, or you say you did, you have to be careful about who you talk to about this thing. Because everybody between the church is busted, broken, that's what it means.
And so, one of the applications of that is found here in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 26 and 27. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry, and do not give the devil foothold. Thank you. 
meditating on things too long. We don't want to lose this track. And so we meditate it. And we find some way to draw it. And Paul warns us in these verses, Paul warns us that unresolved anger opens the door for demonic destruction in our lives. It's a terrible, personal, relational, and physical Full of lies that doesn't realize. So this raises a really vital question for us to consider this morning: Did the forces of evil utilize anger as an opportunity to create havoc in our lives? What do we do with our anger? Just don't get angry. Completely different. He basically says, experience anger in such a way that you stop sinning in the process. Think about that. Experience anger in such a way that you stop sinning in the process. Stop letting the sun go down on your anger, thus opening the door for the devil. Jesus 
Now, in this passage, it doesn't tell us who was this angry, but he certainly acted angry. It's a story about how Jesus went into the temple, and uh, he began driving out those who were buying and selling in the courtyard, the courtyard reserved for Gentiles. It was supposed to be the Gentiles' place to pray. But they had turned it into a massive business where people had to change, exchange whatever money they had from whatever nation they came to. They had to change, exchange it so they could have real temple money. And where they could get sacrifices at a price. And Jesus overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves, and he would not allow anybody to carry merchandise through that temple court. One man entered into a place filled with armed guards. That house is called a house of prayer for all nations, the Gentiles. So you can't be completely against Christ. So Jesus was angered uh, when people put rules above people, and religious people put rules above people. Uh, he was angered when religious people, his own disciples, Treated the little ones and their parents, and he was angered by those who tried to do religion with the idea of Jesus. So we know that Jesus did sin, so he was angry and he did not sin. Okay, here's a good example. What did he do? Let's the next question. What did Jesus do with his anger? Okay, so the first thing he did with his anger is he healed somebody. Even when it made the people in authority claim his untimely demise. I would rather heal this guy knowing that you're going to try to end up trying to kill me over it than to lose me. That's the way he is. I would rather help people than obey your rules for your comfort. He intervened on behalf of the little ones and blessed them. did not give up on his disciples. He committed to helping them learn even when they blew it completely. He taught them and kept on teaching them. And he acted passionately to expel and repent the evil that he saw in the temple court. In Jesus, we can see that love and anger are holy love and holy anger are inseparably woven together in the heart of the person whose feelings, anger and all, are redeemed by the grace of God and His divine plan of redemption. So the sermon in sense this morning is that Jesus' holy love holds hands with His holy anger. Jesus Holy love holds hands with his holy anger. So why don't we 
that we believe is about anger and we need to get rid of that. Here, here's some examples of the lies that our culture tells us about anger. Why number one, angry acts don't really hurt people. Uh, violence hurts people, and by the way, in a couple of weeks, we're going to talk about that. But, you know, just being angry doesn't hurt anybody. Church, you've got a reason to get angry sometimes. You 
25 years. Something's wrong with you. Believing any one of these lies, or any combination of them, and there are probably many others, believing these lies are only enslave us to anger and the destruction of grief. See, I believe that as a good follower of Jesus, I can't get angry, then what am I going to do when I do get angry? I have to act like a man. I got to shut the thing. I got to deny it. I have to lie to myself. Well, I'm not really angry. Oh, here's what they did when I was there. We believe in God that keep us from following Jesus. They keep us from allowing His holy love to turn our anger into holy anger. So what do we do? We have to give our evil anger to God.